Drinks. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover, and today I am uh, joined by two amazing people. First of all, I have my uh, lovely and accomplished guest co-host today. You know her, Amy Albert. Hello. It's always that. I always do that singing. Why? Hello. (laughs) Why do I do that? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I like it. It's very Auntie Mame. It's very like, I'm fabulous. Um, <laughs> and we have someone, I am so excited for you all to meet her. She's a professional mixed martial arts fighter. Dude, Dude. she's an MMA fighter. Holy crap. <laughs> her name, she is here with us. She's a fucking badass. Kat Singano. Hey guys, I <laughs> I, I, I can sing song it. Welcome to the show, everyone. So uh, let's get down to brass tacks. I've got three children. Um, they are all boys, and they are. Oh, this is the. Maybe one of the last times I'll say I have a four-year-old and an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. And my little baby turns five very soon. Yeah. Amy, tell tell the people what you've got. (laughs) Give the people what they want. The ages and genders of my children. That's um, what they (laughs) crave. That's all they care about. I have um, a little girl who is five recently started saying she was five and a half and I was like no and um mm-hmm. uh, no girl no and then I have a little boy who's two and a half oh my gosh yeah. oh my gosh so pandemic is going great <laughs> the, yeah I mean time has continued children have aged is that what you mean uh, well sure no I mean like you know it's it sucks over here most days but but <laughs> yeah yeah. I mean, you know it's bad when um how are you is like a loaded question. <laughs> no one really wants to know. It's just something you're supposed to say. <laughs> exactly. I'm fine. I'm just fine. Yeah. Because also I'm like a compulsively honest as anyone who listens to this show knows and so every time people are like how are you I take a moment to like self-assess like how am I (laughs) which in 2020 is awful I don't want to self-assess I want to hide from reality anyway Kat tell us uh, what is your child situation over there so I have a 14 year old boy he would be a freshman right now, but he is a freshman from my living room, uh, doing, <laughs> doing his online schooling from there. Uh, yeah, oh. this year we were, he was excited and nervous to go to high school, and um, I got him into like lifting weights and doing stuff all summer because he was like pumped to walk into this high school like that, and uh, it never happened. We're, we're still sitting in pajama pants at the dining room table. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's 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 been good I can tell he's like really disappointed um and 
I don't know. I, I will say though, and like, I know this directly applies to you, but I am very happy to not have young, young children at this time because <laughs> yeah. I can't, I don't even know if they make enough wine for that. And <laughs> <laughs> they do it called vodka. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, well, Betsy and I found a wine called a martini. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Although, I mean, wow. Oh, what poor buddy to be all pumped literally and figuratively to go to your freshman year of high school. You're like, I'm going to get me a a girlfriend. I'm going to be, you know, I'm making my mark. This is a new dawn. It's a new day. And then to be stuck at home. What a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to keep him in like strength and conditioning because right now would be uh his like football season like preseason football workouts and all of that and like they they tried to do them a couple times but um you know keeping the boys like 10 feet apart and they're just doing like field work where they're you know doing fast feet and dropping and cutting corners and blah 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 but um they put the brakes on that both times they tried to start it only a few weeks in so you know it's Oh, it's been a, been a lot of a lot of switching it up but I mean he's doing good it's it we, I will say it's awesome we've had so many good conversations and like creative ways to hang out but most of the time I, I'm feeling like okay this is too much video games too much sitting around but he gained 30 pounds since January and put on five inches on top of his head so Whoa. Yeah, it's not not all bad. There's some silver lining in all the sleep and the food and the rest. So Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, that's so that's so cute. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you something that broke me. There were a few things. But um so this weekend, so I've been cutting everyone's hair. First of all, I have not had a haircut since right before, uh, you know, since March. Um, but uh, I've been cutting all four uh, gentlemen's hair in my house. Um, and what I usually do is I wait until the last possible moment. Um, and then on a weekend, uh, I take my clippers uh, out to the backyard and we uh, and I just do the I just shear them all like sheep, you know. Um. <laughs> That's an awesome visual. <laughs> Hold them by the leg. I pull them over, you know, rub them with the clippers and uh <laughs> So, so on Saturday, I think it was, um, I I was like, okay, today we're going to, you know, be cutting everyone's hair. And first of all, everyone's like, I don't want my hair cut. No one wants their hair cut. Fine. Um, but like, you got to cut your hair. Um, oh, and it also like while I'm at it, I cut everyone's nails, everyone's toenails, not my husband's, but everyone else's. <laughs> also my 10 year old, he needs to learn how to cut his nails like 10 is too old right for me to be cutting his nails totally yeah <laughs> as, as someone who has had a 10 year old son in the past I want to know Kat is 10 what how old was your son when he started cutting his own nails I he he gets pretty good with his toenails like he started doing them because he there was a point where he would get mad at me because he was like I think I nicked him a couple of times and then mm-hmm. after, after that, he just didn't trust me. He was like, no, you're going to cut me. And I'm like, I'm not. I did it like once when you were four and once when you're eight. Like, 
it's it's gonna be fine you know but then he wanted to be the one that caught him uh so he was getting him himself his fingernails though i'm pretty sure he just eats those off so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay so it sounds like i need to nick my son a few times <laughs> <laughs> oopsies <laughs> You're bleeding. I should probably never have to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Cut their nails too short sometimes, and my eight-year-old especially like complains. And my ten-year-old doesn't like me doing his toes because they're too ticklish. And again, it's just like, well, then have to learn how to do it. So I, I, it's like I'm not. I don't want to cut your toenails. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But then they get little kid talons that they walk around with and then they get either dirty or they stab themselves or they break and they hurt them so yeah yes. that'll be oh yeah the yeah. dirty nails in this house the dirty nails the dirty belly buttons Ooh, <laughs> i haven't gotten into that yet oh i do i have to say i'm a weirdo so i do like cleaning their belly buttons <laughs> <laughs> You never know what treasures you're going to find in there. <laughs> what a good way of putting that. They hate, they don't like that either. They don't like me, you know, cleaning their belly button, which is fair. It feels really weird. And I'm sure it feels extra weird. <laughs> Different person who's not yourself cleaning your belly button. That's really funny. <laughs> Especially when you get out the light and the Q-tips and you're angled with your glasses and it's just this whole like exciting procedure for you. And they're like, I I don't want this. I'd like this to be over. Oh my God. I love it. You're so right. Yeah. I like get out my phone. I'm using a flashlight. Q-tips. I've been using coconut oil. I don't know if there's a better way. I mean, other than they fucking clean their belly button in a shower, maybe. <laughs> But like, what? Wait, how gross are they? Can you get down to the deets? Like, what are you? What are you talking about? Like, you're pulling out like ropes and what hamsters? (laughs) Things in there. Like, what are you finding? (laughs) Ropes and hamsters. You nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just like just dirty. It's dirt, and it's kind of you know like stuck to their skin, and you gotta kind of rub it rub it with uh with the um q-tip and the coconut oil and kind of like loosen it up and get it out of there it's gross it's a little bit like dirty ears oh it's actually a lot like dirty ears now now you're speaking my language lady because i'm (laughs) i'm way into cleaning out ears like so much Mm -hmm. so that i've actually punctured my own eardrum twice i don't want to talk about that necessarily but (laughs) i do actually if you want to ask me questions but i'm like way into into q-tips like so much so and so i but i had to like really stop myself from like jabbing my kids ear (laughs) eardrums out because they have they have all like the they're just so gross in there yeah and i like can't really get in there so I take it out on myself. Oh, no. I used to love Q-tips. And then I had a – and then one day I was like, why can't I hear out of one, one of my ears? Yep. And uh, I had to go to the doctor. And he's like, yeah, you've been using Q-tips. Mm-hmm. So, like, you've been pushing earwax into your ear, dumb dumb. And he had to take, like, a tiny little vacuum cleaner that's, like, for your ear. <laughs> and he had to, like, vacuum off my um, – my eardrum and it was uh ugh, so weird so now i uh 
I don't do that anymore. But yeah, I love cleaning even just like behind their ears. My 10 year old's fucking filthy. So I like just cleaning like on his ear. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's fun, gross stuff. So satisfying. <laughs> yeah, it is satisfying. It's like, yeah, it's like cleaning a bathroom. It's like, ah, look, I can really see the difference. Um, <laughs> So I go, so I'm, I'm like, we're going to cut everyone's hair. Um, and of course, it's like calling everyone to like their execution. It's just like uh, <laughs> no one want, and they're like, no, he goes first. He goes first. Um, and, and my husband, for whatever reason, he wanted me to be like doing something. So I got out there really late and the sun is setting and it's like the sun is like in my eyes as I'm trying to um, cut their hair. And it's like the one day that, you know, it, it, you, I had to like get up the sort of, I don't know, the gumption to be like, okay, we're all going to fucking cut your hair. Um, that, uh, that I was like, we're going to do it regardless. Like no matter what, we're going to make this happen. So anyway, it's like, so the sun is setting, it's in my eyes. Um, my kids are all upset. <laughs> um, and it's like crazy, crazy, crazy windy. Um, so I, so like the, the little cape, their haircutting cape is like flying up and like into their face and like over their head and the, the hair that I'm like, you know, um, what is it? Buzzing, buzz, cutting, cutting the hair that I'm cutting off their head is like blowing up and like onto me and like all over my chest. Oh. And, uh, and there are like, leaves. They're just like leaves flying everywhere. They're like leaves flying into the little like kit that have all of the little, um, Oh, they, they're like all these little guards that you put onto the buzz cutter so that it cuts a certain length. Um, and so I switched through like, you know i switched the guards all the time so anyway the the box where those are is just like filled with leaves and twigs and um it was it was fucking nuts it was like imagine you know like the beginning of <laughs> um <laughs> oh my god what is that movie with judy garland and was was it the Rat? thank you <laughs> So imagine the beginning of Wizard of Oz and Dorothy is like trying to get into the cellar and everything's like blowing around and then she like, she like fuck it and then she just lays in her bed. So it was like that, um, but I was cutting hair and everyone was upset that hair was getting on their face and in their mouth. That's the other thing. Why will they, they will not learn to just close their mouth and maybe their eyes. <laughs> their hair. So they're, so they're constantly like <laughs> freaking out because they get hair in their mouth and then they're upset about it and then they want me to stop and I'm like, we're not stopping. Like, we're just going to do this. Like, I, you can, you can be upset. You could, you can cry. You can complain, but we're cutting your hair. Um, and, uh, <laughs> oh, another thing, <laughs> I was cutting my son's hair and he had like schmutz in his hair. I don't know what it was. Honey? chocolate who knows <laughs> of course the buzzer got like kind of stuck in there and he's upset um and uh i have to say so yeah i have to say they all look really good um oh and then my 10 year old uh he has long hair he won't let me cut it he won't even really talk about why 
I'm not allowed to cut it. He just likes long hair. Um, but I still need to give it shape. And the last time I cut his hair, I did a really good job if he was a girl. Um, <laughs> I gave him all these like layers. I was like, I have been watching for years what people do when they cut my hair. I'm doing it. Um, and he looked really good if he was a girl. But instead, he looked very, it was like a very feminine haircut. Um, and, um, and he... He already gets like misgendered everywhere he goes because he's a pretty kid. He hasn't gone through puberty really yet. So he still looks, you know, he's baby faced and now and he has long hair. And, he, you know, so people are always like, oh, I didn't know you had a daughter. Oh, <laughs> oh. So I'm trying to fix that. I don't know if I did it right. And of course, he comes out to me. He has not brushed his hair and now I have to cut it. Um, And it's so tangly and it's also full of schmutz and it's in a windstorm and um so anyway so i cut four people's hair in a tornado essentially and um and that was uh kind of exhausting and i'm so glad i don't have to do it for like another month oh my god yeah. oh, this was recent too that was saturday uh, that was saturday yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh. Also, Christmas is coming up, you guys, and I don't know what. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. There's Hanukkah. There's Christmas. There's my son's fifth birthday. I am so unprepared. Per usual. I feel like you still deserve, like, an Atta Girl pat on the back for, even though he's a boy and you probably should you know, oh, it a fix at one point. If you did a good girl haircut, that's not easy either. That's so, hard. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. So I still, I still believe you get a pat on the back for that. <laughs> yeah. It was framing his face. I watched some videos on how to cut hair, and it it looked really good. Um, yeah, I, like we literally FaceTime or um not FaceTime, uh, Zoomed, like a family Zoom. And my grandpa, who's like 95, was on there. And he was like, <laughs> what did he say? He was like, who's that girl? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Uh, and I was like, that's Rex, your grandson. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Luck luckily we you know we've raised him in a way that he's not like I'm not a girl I'm upset that people think I'm a girl like he doesn't really care uh, yeah. I think it's <laughs> annoying mm -hmm. that people don't see that he is a uh, is a boy <sighs> the haircutting is like such such a drop my son won't let me cut his hair I think I've talked about this before on the show but like I, he will not let me cut his hair. And so I have to like sit him in front of the TV, put something in his, in his hands and then like do drive by cuttings. Like I will literally walk by him really quick, <laughs> grab a piece of hair and chop it. And then he'll get mad and then he'll get distracted. And it takes like hours. And then he has one side that is cut and one side, he looks like he's in like flock of seagulls or something. Like he just looks like <laughs> insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna cut one of these earlobes one of these days, but at least your hair will be cut. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I know, and I, I'm so, I'm always so nervous that I'm gonna hurt him. But then I'm like, 
but he can't see it's I don't know I initially I said he looked like Kate plus eight the early years (laughs) the first time I did it when I was little I was uh I would not brush my hair like I I wanted my long hair my sister had her long hair like long hair was valued in our family but I was so like I was always in the trees I was always on someone's roof or like in their backyard (laughs) in the leaves or or I was always in something like I was I was girly, but I was very like tomboyish and like just into something that had me dirty all the time. And my mom <laughs> would always threaten me. She was like, if you don't brush your hair, I'm going to cut it off. And I was like, I, and I knew my mom valued my long hair too. So I was kind of like, she's not going to cut it off. And I had a, but it had like nests in it. Like I remember her having to like work the same spot for like, 30 minutes sometimes just trying to get me ready for school in the morning because I'd have these like ratness and she'd be like how in the hell is this like this all the time and um I remember one year she finally had it and she did she took me down to the hair cutting place and she told them to give me the door is the Dorothy Hamilton cut Dorothy Hamilton cut the um the ice skater the first one that cut her hair super short and she gave me that haircut and I was devastated. Like I never believed that she would actually go do it, but she did. And I went to school and it was like, I just wanted to sit in the corner with my tail between my legs the whole time Aww. where it was like, this, this, this sucks. Cause I was already like a jacked little kid. Like I had like shoulders because my dad <laughs> had shoulders and like, and I was like a little athlete. And so we went to Mexico, I believe for Christmas that year. And these women in these stores were telling me how handsome I was and like pinching my cheeks. And it was just like, no, no. I'm not a boy. (laughs) Oh my God. And my school pictures were so bad. My mom was like, like she still needed her daughter to look feminine for these school pictures. And she, so she curled my hair on top. So it was like a up curl and then um to make me look like a girl she put on these big fat round earrings on me and that was like how to make it work (laughs) but it was pretty bad I looked very doodly for a very long time and I'll tell you what I did start brushing my hair after that sure Lately, I've been feeling more at sea than normal. And I know that I should be meditating and doing yoga and making a vision board. And I just kind of don't know where to start. I know for a lot of us, we're looking for a way to create change and improve ourselves. And I know for a lot of moms, we've lost our sense of self and are looking for a way to de-stress and feel more like ourselves. Verikai. It's a life coach in your pocket. It's an app that will teach you valuable life skills to help you achieve your personal goals. Verikai offers guided visualizations, including stress management, emotional triggers, and changing your perspective. And especially for moms who have very little time, Verikai is a perfect tool because it features lessons and exercises that can be done in bite sizes. And it's a sustainable way to work in your personal growth and simply de-stress. I really loved the virtual vision board that it helps you create. For some reason, I've always been intimidated by that process and just by the idea of mindfulness and meditation. But Verikai is very accessible, it's straightforward and friendly, and it's a simple way to exercise self-care and self-improvement at the same time. 
There's tons of free content with the freemium model, or you can dive in deeper with the premium courses, but new content is added regularly for both subscribers. So don't wait until the new year to get started on your personal growth. With Verikai, you can start learning valuable life skills through visualization, mindfulness exercises, and courses. Visit Verikai.com to download the app and start your free subscription today. That's V-E-R-A-K-I. Kat, what you just described, that is my son. My 10-year-old, does not. he will not brush his hair. It has been a huge point of contention. I have talked about it multiple times on this show. And everything you just said, like, I I, I'll have to brush his hair for like a long period of time. It's like a, it's like a rat's nest, a bunch of different rat's nests. It's insane. I don't know how that happens. I don't know if he's like not rinsing out shampoo properly or what. Um, and, uh, and I'm always threatening, like, I'm going to cut your hair if you can't handle your hair. If you can't take care of your hair, then we need to cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's really helpful to me to hear that story. I still don't know if it, like it sounds like it was an upsetting thing for you but also it yeah. sounds like it did sort of set you straight hmm oh yeah I do remember the first time so there was one upsetting hair thing after that which was that I went to my neighbor's house and I would lay I was laying on my back and I was chewing gum and like pulling it out of my mouth and I had just gotten my like allowed to have decently long hair again and I was keeping it moderately well like it was definitely not how it was before where I just like looked homeless and nobody knew where my parents were it was like, <laughs> I, 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 I was doing all right I was doing all right and I was pulling my gum out of my mouth and I dropped my gum in my hair and when I was like twisting and turning to try to find my gum it was just like sinking it in deeper and deeper because I'm like oh it must have fallen on the floor somewhere but I'm like rolling on it and laying on it and I found I found it obviously in my hair at one point I was like, my mom is going to be so mad because I did not take care of my hair and I just got it being able to be long again. So I was, my brilliant idea was like, we'll just cut it out and she won't notice. And I go home and there's this huge chunk of hair out of the left side of my neck. And I just walk in like, I own the place. Like nothing's off. And my mom's like, um, hmm, (laughs) what happened to your hair? I'm like, ah, and we had to go back down to the same hair place and have them straighten out and (laughs) And even my hair. I was like, I can't take this. <laughs> you said your parents uh, say, you. Oh, it's go on, go on. I was say, I so I mean, I, I if you look at my pictures, you'll notice my hair is never fabulous. <laughs> However, it is it is at least brushed once a day now, and these are from my my traumas. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're doing better than me. I don't brush my hair once a day, so hey. sometimes you don't need to. <laughs> I would say there's two hairstyles that I have. There's homeless and there's formal. Like it's either Ooh. done, done, or it's nothing. <laughs> and you get what you get. <laughs> yeah, whenever I'm like brush your hair, my son's like, "You go brush your hair," and I'm like, "Well." <laughs> I don't want to, so okay. Yeah. I'll take my hair out of my ponytail. I'll run my fingers through it, and I'm like, see? Like, yes, I have not brushed my hair today, but it's not. Like, you can't get your fingers through an inch of his hair. Mm -hmm. 
like messy buns are in, but not yeah. for boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish he would let me put his hair in a bun or a ponytail. Like that would be really <laughs> good. It would probably stay like not tangled. Kat, you said that your your family valued long hair. Um, what's that? What is that? Did you grow up really religious, or was it just? Um, tell me about that. No, I just think it was like it was something I don't know like my cousins and my everyone just kind of like I had a big family big Catholic family growing up um all over in Minnesota and like that was like there was no obviously no social media there's all this oh you you think that's crazy my maiden name is Albert so we should uh we we got a lot of a lot of back I know that's what I was saying (laughs) we go we we could have a, a heyday on the on uh, ancestry.com. Oh my God. Uh And then Kat, I grew up in Minnesota. Amy spent some time growing up in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Where, and my family was all rural. So I grew up in Boulder, Colorado, but that's where we spent our holidays and summers and, you know, a couple of times a year going and seeing family. So in that, that Midwest thing is like very still instilled within me because both of my parents are like from there, from there. And that's where we always went. Um, But yeah, everyone would sit around at night, watch TV and the girls would braid each other's hair and these like crazy fishtails or these like different kinds of like updos and stuff just because it was like what you had to do. And um, I don't know, it was a, and then having nice, pretty long hair was what everybody had and wanted. I wanted that, but it wouldn't do it on its own. So uh, I just kind of got got what I got. <laughs> yeah, since we're on the topic of hair and what you do for a living, how, what do you do? Because I'm... I told Kat at the beginning of the podcast that I was staring at her beautiful face because I was Googling her as she was coming on. And um, what do you do with your long, your hair so long and beautiful now? What do you do when you fight? Um, I get it cornrowed, but oh, cool. I will tell you when I, when I go to my hairdresser, they like, there's like these sections of my hair that is like, some of it's like six inches long and some of it's two and some of it's this like little halo just around my forehead and all of it because I, when I train, which is like the majority of the time in preparation for my job, the fights are only like 15 to 25 minutes, but the training is every day, usually twice a day. Um, and you have to throw your hair up in a knot for that. And then basically have people kneeling on it or it gets stuck when people like bend their elbows and it's just like in that like crease. And you, I mean, that's not a reason to stop. You don't get to be like, Oh, you're on my hair. You have to like get them off your hair. <laughs> and sometimes you hear it, like you hear that rip and you're just like, Oh, Oof. no. Oof. <laughs> but yeah. And the, in the first fight I had in the UFC, so the, the I was the first mother to fight in the UFC ever. I was the first mother to win with a technical knockout. And that night I got um, fight of the night, which is um, of all of the fighters that night, our fight got voted the best fight. And it was the second fight of women's uh, of women in history. Um, on that show yeah you're a fucking um, badass that's so dope (laughs) i love that yeah um and that night i 
I was like, well, who's going to put our hair up? And they're like, what do you, you are? I'm like, I, oh, this brings me back to my childhood trauma. I don't know hair. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So, <laughs> so I had uh, just three hair ties. So I just shoved those in there the best I could. And um, by the end of the fight, me and the other girl literally looked like we got in a bar fight. Like it was just <laughs> hair every direction, like in our mouths my hair was probably in her mouth like it was stuck in armpits like it was just everywhere and after that you'll notice they never didn't have someone there to do hair for women again they, oh yeah <laughs> i felt i felt like i did a service to the women of the future in a few ways that day one being getting your hair cut red. yeah oh. <laughs> Whoa, that's amazing. The uh, Billy Jean uh, King of (laughs) MN. Excellent. That's amazing. I love that you're like, who's going to do my hair? What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah, the guys don't usually ask for that. Got it. Right, right. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. Oh. I can't even imagine the 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 attitude you must have gotten simply asking that question. Oh yeah, there because it was a very difficult thing for women to get there in the first place. Like there were so many people that were just dead set on like, no, I don't want to see girls in there. I don't want this to be a thing. Like, like they for many reasons. Like there was the chivalrous reason where they're like, oh, I don't want women to watch women hurt or hurting each other, or blah blah blah, which is kind of sweet, but you know, at the same time, like, just let me show you. And then there was the other side where they're like, women don't just like deserve to be here. And it was like, (gasps) just chill. So our fights had to be epic. You know, they had to be like, like, we had to like have this presence and earn it. You know, there wasn't like a, like here, let them in, let them try. It was, there was a point where Dana White was like, women will never be in the UFC. He said it very openly. He said it very definitely you know and uh then you know ronda rousey did a whole lot of talking the rest of which i am i mean so grateful for because i'm i'm not the most at at the the talking and the shit talk and the getting people riled up part if i if you see me on there talking shit it's because i'm like really mad not because i'm like good at the hype and then we should all just give me five minutes (laughs) not let me keep going we should put me in my own room for a minute (laughs) i'll be back i'll be fine So awesome. Oh, wow. So not only do you have to get up there and like fight and be a badass, but there's like a, a showmanship, a, I guess, element to it that you're like, I need to put on a show in, in a way to sort of make sure that everyone's cool with us hanging out, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it was really weird because our the first fight the women had was the winner would fight this the winner of the second fight. So Ronda Rousey won her fight against Liz Carmouche. I won my fight against Misha Tate. And then that was putting us against each other for this, the second belt contention. And we were also supposed to go fight uh, or go coach the show together called The Ultimate Fighter, which would have been the first time they had women on that show too. Um, but anyway, the I remember getting on... Um, the internet after our fight, after me and Misha Tate's fight, because it was so, um, like, it won, again, it got fight of the night, which was just so impressive to everyone, and so cool to do 
because of how many people had doubted it. And it was like, do you doubt it now? Like everyone in the world agrees that was the best fight out of 15 fights tonight, you know? And um, then I get online because I want to see, like, what did people think of it? Like we we had stand-up, like we had boxing, we had jujitsu on the ground, we had wrestling, we had all of the like dynamics that makes fights interesting. And we went forever and I ended up finishing her and she was the prior world champion and I was like on I guess an up-and-comer kind of like I hadn't I didn't have a ton of attention on my name before that so uh I get online to look at I'm like oh what did they think like like we did all the badass stuff there was throws there was knees there was elbows there was like uh endurance there was like just so much to it it was so interesting and I get on and it, it was like totally being sexualized and it's like oh man but the real martial artists and the real people that were, you know, into watching the sport, they were like, holy shit, like, I, I stand corrected. Like, that was that was fantastic. I can't wait to see the next girl fight. And there's people that would be like, keep calm. The women are on. And after that, everyone was, like, pumped about it, which just felt so good to, like, know that you could. we showed up that way. And no matter how the fight went, people were impressed. And they were, like, taking back their opinions of the change being bad you know and I thought it was so cool it was very good holy shit that's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life first of all you just said the coolest (laughs) sentence I've ever heard you just said I yeah I ended up finishing her I was like shit that's so cool finish her that's so fucking amazing cat lives inside a video game oh my god that's so awesome yeah and i are in the world of comedy which in a super lame way is like what you described oh my god but like holy shit yeah so cool oh my god I forget sometimes when I'm talking about this stuff it's like extremely violent you know but I'm I'm around fighters and coaches most of the time and so it's just normal dialogue but then I I forget I forget I forget this is sometimes why I get nervous talking to like my kids uh friends parents because I just don't really know if what I'm gonna say (laughs) sometimes I surprise myself and I'm like oh oh okay we probably shouldn't have said that before I invite them over (laughs) again Amy and I are comedians so we do that also in our own weird way (laughs) I love I'm just afraid I'm going to say something like weird and um, inappropriate and that something will be funny to me and won't be like funny to them. But I love that you're like, I'm just afraid I'm going to say something about some violence. And uh... (laughs) yeah, I went to work. I finished her. I finished her. I came home. Um, That is so... I, I exactly what Betsy is saying. I constantly am so worried that people just think I'm an asshole or I have some sort of problem <laughs> because I, first of all, I, I tend to like, especially when I'm meeting someone for the first time that seems a little uptight, I, my instinct, <laughs> it's so dumb, is to 
swear a lot to be like, I'm cool. <laughs> Aren't you cool? I'm just going to say fuck randomly. Like, I don't know why, but I've always, always been like that. And it's so bad. And so, and I realized that I think I picked that up from my mom because when my kid was at her really, you know, lovely, open, warm uh, preschool where they were like, oh, the children are flowers and whatever. So my mom, my the teacher, my mom, uh, my uh, kid's teacher was very, I think she's also very religious and just not, you know, someone who likes swear words. But my, hmm. um, my mom was talking to her and she was like, oh, yes. And then one of the kids... Uh, did something and fell and my mom goes oh shit oh shit <laughs> so loudly and like that like with the oh shit and like she goes the teacher she said the teacher stopped making eye contact with her and walked away and I was like oh that's okay the apple is next to the tree alrighty yeah. <laughs> well and that's the problem that's the problem is it could it's a 50 50 chance there's the people that you say it in front of and you like test it you're like oh fuck and yeah. they're like yeah yeah okay we're gonna get along and then there's yes. the people you say it in front of and they're like passing notes to everyone in the room to hide their children and you don't know which one it is until you run the experiment <laughs> you need to let me loose exactly <laughs> i have a hypothesis if i swear the result will be that you will high five and we will be kindred spirits forever <laughs> yeah, yeah ban me forever oh dude i feel that so hard <laughs> i never feel like i fit in with other parents when i'm at school stuff and birthday parties i always feel like the weirdo because i am a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> no but you're so lovely and you're so warm and you know people are they gravitate towards you because of those things so me? Yes, you. <laughs> I like how she had to ask. <laughs> Which, who, me? The person you know in real life? Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Amy. I appreciate that. Yeah, I always just feel like the weird, inappropriate comedian in every situation. And then I'll make weird, inappropriate jokes, or I'll say them like too dry or too straight, and then... I wait for people to laugh and then they don't laugh. And then I'm like, oh, oh and then you have to be like, that was a joke. Which, you know, <laughs> you know a bad joke if you just say that was a joke. That was a like, joke. Yeah. They're like, oh, um, good one. Yeah. Oh, I know. I just, I, when I do that, people just, just pretend that they have to take a phone call or something. It happens all the time. Okay. No, no one called you. No yeah. called you. I can see that no one's on your screen. Yeah. <laughs> For a lot of us, the holidays are going to look really different this year. There might be certain traditions that we're used to doing and we can't do them this year. But that doesn't mean we can't make new traditions and new memories. I've talked to you about StoryWorth before, and you know how much I love it. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and their personal thoughts, and it's a really fun way to engage with family, especially those that we can't see in person. My grandpa is in his 90s. He lives 
halfway across the country, and there are all sorts of reasons we can't see him this holiday season. But every week, StoryWorth emails him a different story prompt, questions that I may have never thought to ask, like, what's a small decision that ended up having a big impact on your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? You can also make up your own questions and your own story prompts. Reading the weekly stories are fun, and it makes your family feel close, even when you're not together. And after one year, StoryWorth compiles all of the stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. This is something that is going to be cherished for generations. All of these amazing stories that my grandpa tells are now going to be in a book for my children and their children. And if you want, you could even order copies for the whole family. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together, wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com WMD. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com WMD for $10 off. It's a really special gift that your family will never forget. Life has been a little overwhelming lately right? We don't all have the support system in place that we normally do. And you might be feeling less happy and productive than normal. And you might be thinking, maybe it's time to talk to somebody so that you can start living your best life. BetterHelp is a safe and private online environment. They will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And this is all without having to leave your house, (laughs) you know, find parking, sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, get a babysitter, all of that. BetterHelp is available for clients worldwide. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not even be available in your area. They have licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, family conflicts, grief, anger, self-esteem, LGBT matters. It's professional, convenient, and it's more affordable than traditional online counseling. And financial aid is available. Everything you share is confidential. So many people have been going to BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So I want you to start living a happier life today. So as a Why Mommy Drinks listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month of online counseling by visiting betterhelp.com drinks. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash drinks. Amy, Amy, can you tell us uh, what, what's been breaking you? What, what's, yeah. what's true? Why, why does mommy drink? Why does mommy drink? Um, well, so uh, I think there's a couple of things, but I think probably one of them that I'm struggling with, and it's more about my, my very sweet, very sensitive husband, who, um, so when my, when my daughter uh, was very young, she was totally all about daddies. And mm-hmm. I remember feeling really sad about that. Like, first of all, being like, I'm sorry, um, do you know what you did to my vagina? Why am I not your favorite? You know? Um, hello. But um, also, like, it was bizarre how, like, much it hurt my 
feelings. Like this was a little 18 month old. And I remember her just like not wanting me to hold her and just wanting to be with daddy and, or whatever, just whenever daddy came into the room, she would light up. And with me, she was like, ugh, it's this old bitch, whatever. So (laughs) I feel that so hard though. You're right. It hurts your feelings and it doesn't make sense, but it just, it is what it is. Yes. And then you feel even more guilty that you're like, why am I so selfish that I need my kid to love me as much as I <laughs> love her? Um, right. Which is insane. But so, um, so the opposite is happening with my, with my son. My son is um, just really all, all about me. And, um, and I love it. And uh, <laughs> don't tell my husband, but no, I mean, I really, I really like, so my husband gets really, um, sad when my son doesn't want him to pick him up. Like my son will like give me kisses and he doesn't ever want to snuggle with my husband and whatever. And, um, I had this flashback to this memory of when, um, my daughter was maybe, oh, I know she was two and a half and I was really pregnant with my son. And I remember I came into the room and like my daughter was sitting on my husband watching, TV and like they were like having this lovely moment and I was all pregnant and everything sucked and I came in and I said something to them <laughs> like hey guys um what are you watching and nobody turned to talk to me because they were so engrossed and it like sent me over <laughs> and I remember and I'm so embarrassed that I said this but I go you know what go fuck yourself you guys <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh my god, my husband talking to them because they were just like, wait, what? What's happening? I know. My husband was like, excuse me? And so wasn't that so awful? Like, and then I went into the bedroom, of course, I cried my big pregnancy tits off. But I was like so upset. And so and my husband we were just watching story bots. What? Jesus I know I was like sorry I just was so upset and so um and my husband came in he's like did you just tell your two and a half years to fuck off and I'm like yes and also you so um and so my husband I feel like is is going through I mean he would never tell our kids to fuck off because like he's an adult um he's not eight months pregnant that very true yes he's not super duper pregnant credit there (laughs) I feel like we cannot hold pregnant women, I don't know, to be accountable for anything. It's fucking crazy when you're that, no, no. You're busy making, you're busy making a human. You don't need manners. Yeah. Yeah. I am making a person. You all can go fuck yourself regardless of whether you are an adult. I know. And it's, I mean, you're right. And I think that like, I think that's always a thing that I have, especially because I'm a comic and I'm always worried what people think of me. And even like in that moment, I was like, oh God, is she, is this going to somehow get in, into her like hardwiring and she's going to remember? <laughs> I mean, hopefully not. But I, I constantly like berate myself, like, why can't I just keep my shit together and not tell my fucking two and a half year old to fuck off um, like normal people do? But um, so my, <laughs> so my sweet, lovely, lovely husband is going through that, through that now. And I feel like I'm, um, 
like I sort of have to like like set the two of them up to hang out almost like I'm like I'm like hey Charlie have you checked out what your dad's doing a puzzle huh looks really fun you want to go check out this badass puzzle that your daddy no okay you know uh and and, oh what we just happen to have you both over for dinner Oh my God, Charlie, this is so weird. Your dad also loves hot dogs that are cut up. That's weird. <laughs> I find myself hooking them up like like uh, they're acquaintances. And so I, it's so bizarre. Um, but uh, so what my son does now, um, he's, he's been screaming a lot. Uh, it's that two and a half year old scream. Um and so my, so, it, and of course it like makes me want to like walk into the ocean, but my, um, my, my husband like tries to really deal with it. Like he'll, he'll like, he'll try to like talk, talk to him while he's screaming or, or whatever. And it just makes it worse. Not in a way that like my son is pissed that he's talking to him. It's that he's like, Oh, I'm getting so much attention because I'm screaming like a fucking maniac um, <laughs> over like this marble or whatever. So, um, <clears throat> and so I, I feel like um, the thing that's kind of been breaking me is that I have to, I feel like I have to manage everyone's feelings. Mm-hmm. And part of that is managing my husband not feeling hurt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, and it's like, obviously this is like the worst time ever. We're in a pandemic. Everyone's insane. But I feel like that kind of takes, a, that kind of drains in me from being like, okay, I need to also take care of myself. I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're you playing just, goalie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're you're the fucking yenta of your family over there, like <laughs> setting everyone up, and like you just said, you have to manage their relationship. Like that sounds exhausting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think when I put it like, it sounds more extreme. Like obviously, my son adores his dad, but it's. It feels like the, it's so much pressure on me to like make it even. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sorry. Someone is loudly knocking on my door. Ajax, what's up? <laughs> Why are you here? And why are you holding here, this here, here. thermos? <laughs> oh, gee, I'm in the middle of a show. I'm doing a podcast. What? <laughs> Get out of here and take this with you. <laughs> oh my God, what's happening? Close the door. I love you. I love you. <laughs> oh my God. What I mean <laughs> is, I love you. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so first of all, I'm sorry. So he was just knocking, knocking, knocking. That was Ajax, my eight-year-old. Knocking, knocking, knocking on the door. Like the door's unlocked. Like fucking come in quietly, like everyone else. He comes in. He has this like little thermos. Um I open it up and it a springy snake came out of it. Doing like a, like an old timey gag on you? That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, because we have this um from like way back when. I even talked about it on the show actually. For April Fools, we went to like a joke shop and got prank stuff. And so one of the things that, that we got was like this Pringles can, and it, <laughs> we opened it up. Two big 
baby sticks like pop out. And so we've kept it. And a lot of times we've been, we keep it in the pantry just in case someone comes to our house and helps themselves to some chips. (laughs) That is amazing. So, oh my God, he got me so hard just now with that. You got a front row seat to that. That was incredible, Elizabeth. That's, that's amazing. That's inspiring. I really want to hear my child scream how you just screamed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find this thing today on Amazon. That's so amazing. <laughs> that had to sound crazy on your end. <laughs> yeah, well, because the scream was like, oh my God, like either he like threw water on her computer or like I thought she I thought she like reached for him and her chair exploded and she fell on her head or something. Like my, 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 my image was a wreckage. That was what I thought. <laughs> I love that I would reach for him and my chair would explode. <laughs> Exploding chairs, I guess. <laughs> there you go, everyone. That is why I do this podcast. <laughs> that was incredible. And while I was doing this show, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, Amy, yeah, what you are describing does it sounds so um yeah, that sounds hard. It's no, let me ask you a question, and I don't. Mm-hmm. And this isn't like a leading question, but or maybe it is. I don't know. When you were having, when you were like "fuck you," and, and <laughs> did yes. your husband feel the need to manage your feelings in that during that time, um, or your relationship with uh, Bo? Um, I'm, sh- you know, that is a wonderful question, and I'm, um, I have haven't asked, but I'm sure that yes, he did. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure that, I mean, cause he's also like, my husband is, you know, he's, he's wonderful. He's a wonderful man. And he also is like very worried about me getting mad. <laughs> I clearly scare the shit out of him. So, um, which I, I always feel bad about that too. I'm like, what about me is so scary. And then, uh, then I like, yeah, but now I get, I mean, look at me. So I, um, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a monster. So um, I, it's different when you don't know. Like, yeah, it's know. true. It's like, I just took a long, hard look in the mirror and I said, well, all right. Well, um, well why my husband is so nice to me that he doesn't want me to explode. He doesn't want me to explode. <laughs> <laughs> for me to explode yeah I I I so yes I think that you're absolutely right that he definitely um I'm, sh- I'm sure that he did and I'm sure that he does all the time you know I'm sure that he's just trying to like make sure that everyone is is doing well and 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 it's funny that the, this thing where I'm like I I can't I can't set up a play date for you two right now. You know what I mean? Like I can't. So, um, and I'm, and I've never said this to him, so he'll learn this when he listens. Um, but, uh, I, <laughs> so that'll go great. Does he listen but, to the show? Yeah, sure. That's so nice. Yeah. See, he's really nice. 
<laughs> He's lovely. It's where he gets his instructions as, as how to husband. <laughs> right. He's like, okay, don't let her chair explode, number one. <laughs> oh, God. So that was yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Jax is so funny. Oh, Cat, oh, would you please do us the honor of telling us what has broken you? I know very few okay. things have. You're an indestructible lady. Okay, and tell children. Tell children. <laughs> that was a material fast. Um, okay, do you. No. Sorry, my dog just found his way back in. Let me get him. Um, for, for listeners, <laughs> at some point right before we started taping, uh, Cat was sort of talking, and then all of a sudden it was like, like all this like weird noise happened on the microphone. And it turned out her dog was was in there making weird noises, and it was adorable. It was as if he, it well, first of all, it was a little bit like Satan had taken over her microphone. Um, but it was also like an adorable. Uh, I get the. What kind of dog do you got over there? Because I feel like this is a maybe a one of those big friendly dogs with a big yes, table that a, like clears a coffee table. Yes, he's a, a Belgian Malinois. Uh, he's like a it's like a German Shepherd, but they're more tan. They're the the like the police looking dogs. Yeah. Oh. Super super goofy and just always um, inverted upside down backwards, like <laughs> chewing on an arm or. Or something of mine. <laughs> yeah. Brings me my phone, brings me my glasses, whatever he can find to like give me gifts all day. It's really, really adorable. Oh, what is he your things and he brings them to you? Yeah, yeah. He just brings me stuff. He'll bring me my pillow, he'll bring me a blanket, he'll like I- I'm doing my makeup and he'll bring me a hair tie. He just what? he's a sweet sweet, thoughtful dog. Yeah, he's a good boy. What a sweetie. It sounds like your dog is a genius. Oh yeah, they're so smart. This breed is like crazy smart. They just want to, um, they they just want to work all the time. They they like having little jobs, and if you don't give them one, they'll like give themselves one. So yes, yeah. oh, I love <laughs> that about dogs with jobs, like dogs who need jobs. That they'll they're mm-hmm. like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing stuff. Hopefully, you're involved, and if not, I will be doing stuff regardless. <laughs> my four-year-old pretends to be a cat all the time because all three of my children for whatever reason at some point need to be a cat for a prolonged part of their childhood um and he he also has a weird like it's like a speech impediment he always sounds like he's doing a bad italian accent um so (laughs) that's so cute he calls himself the the bring back cat um, but he also like has this whole title. He's like, I'm the bring, I'm the bring a back a cat. Um, yeah, bring a back a cat. Uh, and then he has like all these other sort of titles that he's bestowed upon himself, um, that describe the things that he as a cat do. But anyway, so it sounds like you've got to bring a back a cat, uh, over yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's more of a German accent though, not the Italian. <laughs> I imagine it a little, a little more European. <laughs> All right, so Kat, yes, please tell us what is what's broken you. Okay, so do you guys have you heard of Love and Logic like that? That like 
um, there, I, I know there are books, but there's like parenting seminars and like, um, it's like this, it, it, it was around a lot more prevalently when my son was younger. And so it was, it's like, I read all these different books on like, like parenting books. Like there was one, two, three magic. There was this love and logic stuff. There was whatever. And, um, I was trying to get on the same page as my husband. We were trying to, you know, work with this pissed off little three-year-old that changed overnight. Like I had, I had this one-year-old, two-year-old that was so sweet. Like he would follow me around the house and he would tell me I'm beautiful. He'd be like, and he was like Stewie, like from Family Guy, where he's like, mom, mom, mommy, mom, mom. And I'd be like, yes, baby. And he's like, you're pretty. And then he'd like run off. And then then five minutes later, it's mom, mommy, mama, mom, mom. And I'm like, yes, Brayden. He's like, you're beautiful. And like, so cute. And then he turns three and like literally not like two days after he was three, he was just like an asshole. He was like, yeah, no, don't tell me what to do. And and I'm like, what happened to you? And um, so, um, you know, That's I'm thinking, the hardest. You're like, where yeah. is my little baby? Who are yeah. you? Yeah, it's so funny because I I even remember. I'll get I'll get to the story, but I do remember one day where um, I don't remember what I told him he could or couldn't do, but he got livid, and he and remind you that he was all about the compliments and all about saying the sweet things to me. And one day he gets so mad because of me telling him no or, or whatever. He looks at me like the death glare and he goes, you're not even pretty. <gasps> and he hurt his feelings, his own feelings so bad. He like, all I did was like gasp because I knew it was going to crush him that he said that to me. And I just waited. And he is like. 30 seconds after the words left his mouth, he went into one of those like silent cries, like where his mouth just opens and he turns bright red. And then he just starts like alligator tears. And I'm like, come here, like bring it. (laughs) And he hurt his own feelings so bad that he said that to me. It was darling. And (laughs) I still, we still talk about it to this day because he doesn't remember it, but it was like so funny. It was so, like, he was so upset. Oh, that's such like a like a high school mean girl thing to say too <laughs> you're not even pretty you're not even pretty so, boys don't like you <laughs> this is why no one likes you yeah. <laughs> oh. so at the time I remember thinking like oh, okay well like let's just get, get him out and go do more things so I was like how about we go to the store and we go buy a soccer ball and like he was all pumped and like being all sweet and whatever and we get to the soccer ball area of target and i was like why don't you pick out a ball just pick out which one you want and we'll go take it to the park and um he finds these two balls that he wants and he wants a this one that's like this glow in the dark soccer ball and he wants this like other like bright green and, and royal green ball He's like, I want these ones. And I'm like, oh, baby, we're going to pick out one ball. And he goes, I want these ones. And it changed to the, like, nasty little demon one versus the, like, sweet little boy that was on the drive with me there talking about how fun it was going to be that we go play soccer. So (laughs) I I start 
dabbling back into these books that I read where I'm like, okay, what do you do here when, cause like, you can't like reward this behavior and like give them both of them. Like we didn't come there for both, especially if he right. turns nasty. Like I'm like, all right, we can get one of the balls or we can get none of the balls, but one way or the other, you're not acting like this. this is, no people that act like this don't get anything. And he like hugged both of them tighter. <laughs> so I go back into the love and logic thing. And the love and logic thing is kind of on this, like you put this accountability back on your kids. So when they start acting like that, you go like, like, uh Oh, and then they, they like look at why you said that. And then they have to look at why you said that is because of them. And he got so mad that I said, uh Oh, and he like hugs the ball cider and he starts getting more mad. He's like, I want both of them. And I'm like, I'm sorry, we got to leave now. We're not getting either of these. <clears throat> so he turns into like, like protester and just goes limp. So now he's screaming at the top of his lungs and I'm dragging him out of the store by his arms while he's <laughs> kicking and screaming. And you know, everyone's kind of like looking and it was a target and like, Sound carries, right? So I'm, I'm sounding like I'm over here murdering a child in this section, and I'm trying to. It's the worst because everyone turns to watch, and they they can't help themselves. And I get it, but oh my god, yeah, you're like, it's like the circus is in town. Everyone gather around. Yeah. So now I, I and I'm trying to like you know be as composed and emotionless as possible because that's what it says in the book is like don't let your kid notice that you're upset about it don't let them see that you're stressed or, or don't start being like baby don't like quiet blah, blah. like just you know own own your like power and being a parent and I, so I'm looking at these people look at me emotionless which I'm like please read my mind please read my mind <laughs> I know <laughs> like yeah. I don't deserve this I did not do this this child is crazy and then <laughs> we're still walking out and he's like kicking and streaming and trying to like hook his feet on like everything he can to like make it where I can't pull him out and like if I pick him up he's just like flailing and trying to throw elbows and um <laughs> get to a point where we're walking out and he sits and just I'm looking at him and trying to again be emotionless and just like I'm like uh oh and he says stop saying uh oh and he screams <laughs> so loud that he passes out. He what? Again and he just passed out and he's on the floor doing the like <laughs> things and I'm just like oh these people are looking and like what he's blue and now I, like does he start breathing again on his own? Do I like? nudge him like (laughs) that's crazy he got so upset that he Uh stopped breathing and fainted yeah because he screamed like in this gurgling crazy scream because the more he screamed the more people looked and I think he knew that it was making me uncomfortable yeah that turned it up you know where he was like oh I got louder you want to see louder I got louder and then he like never breathed again (laughs) and he like let all his air out and he didn't pull it back in and he just knocked out he just passed out wow so I'm looking at him and I'm looking around at everyone else kind of like so (laughs) (laughs) is he dead do we do you know what to do does this happen somebody say something and then Sure enough, he like, you know, I'm holding his head, I'm sitting there with him, and I, I can't tell the, like, reaction on these other parents. Like, 
am I, because of course you're wondering like, how are these people looking at me right now? Like how mm. am I, I don't know what to do, but I'm also wondering how I'm doing. Like, what are my instincts doing right now? Because this is insane. This is an insane person. He's losing his mind. If I were doing this on the floor right now, I'd be arrested, but I'm an adult. So it doesn't count. <laughs> and he wakes back up and he's like quiet again and it was like this nice like oh cool he's not gonna remember why we're here or why he's on the floor or what we're doing so this is our chance to book it let's just go and he comes back around we're we're going to leave i have him on my hip and he starts like crying again and he's like my soccer ball and I'm like, Vivi, sorry, like, like we can try again at another time when you want to act differently, but this can't be how this goes. Like, you don't get a ball at the end of acting like this. And he starts losing his mind again. And he's in my arms on my hip this time, throwing blows, super angry. And I go to walk out of the door and he goes limp again. And he, two times in one day, screamed so hard and cried so hard that he just passed out. Wow. He just didn't breathe right while he was screaming and just went out like a light. Yeah. And (laughs) I remember feeling so like helpless and like, how do you even do this? Like, why, what is the protocol? Like, like he can't be passing out. That can't be good for a brain. You know, in my job, you like choke people out on purpose, and <laughs> you're like, and, I know this for a fact. <laughs> I know they come back around. I know they're a little confused. Like I did not I, this this part. I, I'd never seen someone do it to themselves. So this is a, <laughs> a weird thing for me. Uh, oh, yeah. Self finishing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He finished himself. I, I mean, <laughs> so funny. He just opted out of the moment, I guess, you know, but it was uh... opted out, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. So he passes yeah. out again. And yeah. then he he comes back around, you know, and like he's okay. Everything's okay. I, I still couldn't read like the people that were staring at me if I was like, you know, it was just like so it felt so judgmental you know what I mean but I didn't yeah. know if it was like these women are looking at me like hey I get it like you're okay or, or these people are like wow what's wrong with your kid it must be you you know like I, I or or do I look like I like choked him from 10 feet away right. or something you know like what what is this but no one is approaching you no one is no like- they're, just, they're just watching the shit show they're watching the car wreck yeah <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and, uh, I will say to to this day because of that experience when I see little kids losing their shit on their moms at stores I I always make sure to do the eye contact thing with the mom and be like you got this like that's it's so okay. nice because oh my god that was literally a meltdown from him wanting two soccer balls when I told him I was just gonna buy him one and then now we had to go to none because the like craziness that went with the entitlement of the two balls and then the fit that went after it. Like there was, that was crazy. Mm, it was yeah. insane. And, and me trying to figure out where to like insert these books that I'm reading that none of them are working. And in fact, they're adding gasoline to the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm like, Ooh, that made him matter. Let me try the other one. Okay. <laughs> I love Shit. that he's like, don't say that. <laughs> uh, 
nonetheless, you, I love that you took from that at, at, at the very least that like when you see a mom in trouble like that, that you connect with her. I th- I agree. I think that's so important. I, I try to do that too for the same exact reason because it, it feels so alone in that moment and you feel like, oh man, I am sucking at this and everyone knows <laughs> that I'm sucking or maybe I'm <laughs> winning. I don't know. <laughs> And yeah, you just, it's so important to just have another adult look at you and you're like, and, and like, just let you know, like, you're okay. You're doing this. It sucks. Like you're fine. Um, yeah. I always try to say like, you're doing, you're doing a great job. You got, yeah, you got this. Cause it's yeah, like you, the best case scenario, you walk out of that situation and you just hear like a slow clap behind you. <laughs> with it, like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're really hoping for is just that like yes yes you know? <laughs> that's the slow clap would be I epic love, I the love worst that. case scenario all, all these people don't want children in the future <laughs> <laughs> I think in both yeah I mean you've done a, them a service there <laughs> that's so funny I I feel like I need to employ the slow clap in the future that's that's real good <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> I love that. I love that you give them like that reassuring look because yeah. God, I mean, we've all been there and it's like, and it's, it's funny because I think we know like, okay, this is my kid just losing his fucking shit. But, mm-hmm. but it's like, we still do as moms. We're so worried about people thinking that we're not doing our job right. And, right. um, and that is like, you know, that's half the battle, <laughs> you know, like getting over the fact that like, you know, all par- all parents know like, oh, no, he's just being a dick. It's fine. But um, <laughs> but other people don't. And I, re- God, I remember before I had kids, I'd be on a plane and I'd hear a kid and I'd be like, oh, great. You know, like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Now this is going to be a- ruined. And now I bring like my two kids and I'm like, everyone can eat shit because my kids are going to be a nightmare and you chose to be here. So like, I'm like the worst opposite of how it started. But dude, I, I remember one time I went to the aquarium and I was annoyed because I ha- didn't have kids and I was annoyed that there were so many kids. Um, and you know, they, were like, <laughs> they were there like, field and oh I God, had the balls to go up to an employee and I was like, are there any like adults only hours? <laughs> um, and they were like, yeah. I mean, no. What are you even talking about? I remember feeling like, how annoyed I was when I went to Disneyland and there were so many kids. I was like, the fuck? That that is. Like, I'm like, what? What? Where? Why are they in school? What is this? Like, oh god, Jesus Christ. That's how I felt. Yeah. Why? Why aren't they in? Why are they here? Why are they here this now? When I am here, didn't they know that I am here? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't choose to have children. I chose to come to Disneyland. Exactly. Oh my god. Oh, I look back at my old self, my childless self, and go, "Oh, Amy, you're such a dick." Same. <laughs> oh. I remember someone we knew had kids. I was in my early 20s and I I was like, "Oh, Katie's really turned boring." Like I was <laughs> Yep. What a dick. 
What a dick. Yeah. Well, Ever since she had kids, it, she turned real boring. Jesus. <laughs> yep. Um, Kat, uh, where can people check you out, follow you, know when you are next going to fight, all that good stuff? So I have Instagram. It's Alpha Cat Zingano um, on there. I have uh, Twitter. I am I'm so great at the technology that I don't know what my names are. So um, okay, that one is it's Alpha Cat Zingano, but the the tag is Cat Zingano. And then I have Facebook also, which is. Um, the Kat Zingano MMA fighter. My Facebook, I put way more, st- I don't know why I like to do it more on there, but I put a lot more stuff up of like my my home life, like with me and my son and my dogs and, and all that stuff. Cause I don't know why. Does Facebook feel like, I feel like they all have like a different feel to them. Mm-hmm. Instagram, I feel like I could be a little bit more like funny Twitter, kind of the same, but Insta- or Facebook, it's just like, just I think because it originally felt more like family and wholesome or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't know, but people can also be crazy on there too. So we'll see. But anyway, those are those are the places uh, that I have my stuff. People want beautiful. My stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything? I think else everyone should check out your stuff because I I'm currently doing it as I'm talking to you, and I'm like, she's like the coolest chick I've ever seen. So everyone should check you out for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, you just heard her talk. You know she's the coolest chick ever. So yeah, yeah. go follow her on social media and uh, and check out when she's next going to be doing a fucking MMA fight because she's a badass. Mm-hmm. Alpha cat. Um, Amy, is there anything uh, you'd like to promote? Um. Uh. Yeah. Just I'm on Instagram, guys, at Amy Albert Cobb. So come uh, look at pictures of. Things. What I keep forgetting to mention this, so I want to make sure to uh, everyone, uh, you know, Ari Vukitis, my husband, uh, Jessica Eason, who is on the show all the time, and also our friend Corey Willis have put together um, the uh, Illuminati Improv. And if you go to IlluminatiImprov.com, we're going to be offering classes and workshops in the new year. Um, you know, it's all like improv comedy classes for all different ages. And um, and it's, it's just for fun because we honestly believe that improv comedy can like really um, – uh, like help you in in life just be like a better person and better like communicator and and all that good stuff so if you're interested in in taking some classes or just trying something some of that out I know that sometimes people are afraid of improv comedy and uh, our job is just to sort of share the the joy of it with everyone so go to uh, illuminatiimprov.com sign up on our mailing list and check it out all right I've done it yes <laughs> Kat you are doing a great job. Oh, thanks, ladies. You t- yourselves as well. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Amy, you're doing a great job. Thank you, Betsy. <laughs> Betsy, you're doing a great job as well. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Killing it. Yeah, needed to hear that. We're all ki- <laughs> we're all killing it. We're all finishing it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. <laughs> 
Well, if you find yourself uh, given haircuts in, in a tornado at the beginning of uh, Wizard of Oz, or <laughs> if you find yourself um, trying to set up your 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 son and your husband on a on a date, <laughs> or if uh, if you find yourself um, just being around a kid who screamed so hard they've fainted <laughs> twice, just know that you are doing a great job. My mommy drinks. Hi, I'm Michelle Veray. And I'm Kimberly Trung, and we are the host of Crush Fictionally, a podcast all about your favorite fictional characters from movies, TV shows, and more. Each episode, we pick a theme, curate a list of characters that we love, why we love them, and some fun facts about the people who created them. So if you've ever felt a true connection with a fictional character, tune in to Crush Fictionally on Campfire Media or wherever you find your podcast. Campfire. <laughs> <laughs>